run. Hello and welcome back to Here's What You Could Have Run, the podcast where we talk one-on-one to runners about notable races to give a few of the events you're missing out on since COVID-19 came and shut down races for us all. Notable changes since last podcast is England Athletics have extended their ban on races until the end of June. So we've got another two months of this to go to get through the very least. So hang on in there. Hopefully one day soon we'll get back to racing people. Now this podcast is looking at the Guernsey Ultra that was due to take place mid-May. It's a 36-mile race around the island and I have to confess I've only heard of it recently. For any non-UK listeners, Guernsey is a small UK island in the English Channel, actually closer to France and England, so it benefits from better weather and probably better wine. Having never been before, we'll let Keith tell you more. Joining me now is Keith, who's here to talk about the Guernsey Ultra. Uh, Welcome, Keith. Hi there. Good to see you, Mark. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. And do you want to give us a little introduction to yourself or how you fell into running and yeah, what your typical races are, etc. Give us a bit of flavour of where you're coming from. Absolutely. Well, my name's Keith Miller. Um, I originally got into running when I was very, very young. My dad was an uh, international athletics coach, coached uh, junior 400 hurdles and founded Winchester Athletic Club. So I naturally went into it with all of the enthusiasm that he had, but none of, unfortunately, of the inherited talent, as was the case in a lot of sporting activities. So uh, I started doing that and did that when I was a kid and then didn't really do much around running until late 20s when I was working for the makers of Flora, who were then sponsoring the London Marathon. I thought, yeah, I can do that. So especially it was a free place back then. And so I did that. and. Ran about two or three marathons back in the late 90s and then kind of stopped 15 years. And most exercise I had was maybe going around a pool table or uh, maybe picking up a pint. And then in 2008, my wife uh, unfortunately got uh, very ill, uh, diagnosed with cancer, although she had a fantastic six years after that. Um, unfortunately, passed away in 2017. But as a consequence, I realized that I had to get fit and well, certainly lead a more healthy lifestyle. So I started uh, getting back into running um, around 2013 time and decided to do London Marathon again. I didn't prepare for it at all and crashed and burned. Always the best right, yeah. Oh, it was awful. It was horrible. After 18 miles, I just, I literally just fell to pieces. I didn't so much hit the wall as uh, fell off a cliff. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, yeah painful walk home because I wasn't going to not finish I was raising a lot of money yeah charity but that kind of hurt me hurt me pride a bit and then I got into running a bit more took it a bit more seriously so it didn't put and, you off uh, then you thought you'd go back no, to do it again no, I, had, I had this long-term aim of doing a sub four marathon this is right when I started marathons way back and eventually got there not at a big race but a tiny little race in Dorset and it was kind of after that that um, I thought, well, what next? And I realised that running fast, running fast, comparatively marathons, wasn't just everything. So that's how I kind of moved across into ultras. 
as a lot of us are getting uh, older tend to do. Can't, <laughs> more can't cake and more beer, yeah. <laughs> can't get any quicker, but we can just go on for much longer. So, uh, yeah, so that's when I started getting into those things. Excellent, cool. Um, so the race that you want to talk about today is the Guernsey Ultra, which I have to admit I've not done before and not even heard of until recently. So what is the Guernsey Ultra and why did you pick it? Well, the GU36, as it's known, the Guernsey Ultra, is... Um, is that 36 laps that, of the island, yeah? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, well, fortunately, rather, it's just one. Ah, oh, just one, okay. 36 miles long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, it's a very easy course. Uh, if you stay dry and keep the sea on your left, you're pretty much guaranteed to complete it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an awful lot you can go wrong with. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it was, it's, a, it's a lovely, lovely race around one of the prettiest islands I've ever been to. So is that kind of what, did you want to see Guernsey? Is that what attracted you to it? Yeah, I've, lived in the, I've lived in the south of England my whole life. Uh, I'm literally like 12 miles from Southampton. I'm not that far from Guernsey. I've been uh, in many parts of the world. I've never been to the Channel Islands. Mm. And the few people I knew were doing it, I'd read about other people that had done it. And I thought, you know what, that'd be a really, really nice trip. And uh, a few of us went over and, uh, yeah, just decided to, to give it a go. So Excellent. it was just kind of, why not? It's an overseas race. <laughs> but anyone who doesn't say that Guernsey, Guernsey isn't overseas and want to do the Uncle Albert quote from being stationed on the Isle of Wight, you try and walk there, son. <laughs> <laughs> so, um I mean, what's the train like then? How do you train for the Guernsey Ultra? If it's round the uh, coast, you might assume that might be flat because, you know, the water tends to be flat, but I'm presuming it might be a bit more challenging than that. Yeah, the, uh, the Guernsey Ultra is quite unique in my experience of running ultras. It's a race, it's a race of two parts. It, the first 18 miles, odd, uh, sorry, about, about the first 16 miles, I think it is, it is cliff path and when i say cliff path it's steps ah. lots and lots and lots of steps now you think you've done races with a lot of steps there are over 3500 steps and if that's the early part are you kind of almost tripping over each other trying to get up them or no 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 i mean it uh, it spreads out quite quickly um you know it's a uh, you know it's a couple of hundred people doing it two three hundred maybe um they're very tight on numbers with the registration uh you know because it's only a certain amount of people they can have going around safely so you tend to spread out reasonably quickly even within the first mile and so by the time you actually hit the first set of steps you're, you're pretty much in single file there's occasional overtaking but it's not very narrow trail so it's not too difficult okay so you, you do get pretty spread out. But yeah, those, those first 60 miles are an experience, up and down. That's all you see. There's a sort of little interim bits of running on trail, but there's a lot of steps. <laughs> Some of them. So there's one particular photograph I've, I've got where you're just sort of looking up, you're going, that's a long way up. <laughs> and did you train particularly for the steps or just did you not even um, look at the course particularly and just rocked up and sort of say you get on? Uh, I knew about them, and so I tried to run a bit more hills, um, tried to do a little bit more work um, sort of with, around the glutes, but nowhere near enough. And so I'd say, you know, what you really need to do 
is you need to be doing a lot of squats and you know you need to go and practice running upstairs because it doesn't matter how strong an ultra runner you are if you've got to walk up that many walk up and down that many steps it hurts um, yeah the, the down's yeah. often worse than the up isn't yeah. it yeah yeah especially when you've got they're not like even stairs like a multi-story car park it's uneven and so you know each each step you take might be a little bit deeper or shallower or wider than the next so yeah it's not uh, it's not an easy task but it's only 16 miles and it's over <laughs> and then what's the rest of it like then? Yeah, the rest of it you're just running around these lovely bays that, and around awesome. the coastland of which Was that sort fun- of tarmac pass or grassy pass or actual running the beach itself on the sand there's a there's a lot of running on the uh some of the road there are no paths so you're running on the side of the road but the speed limit in guernsey is 30 across the island so there's no massive amounts of cars coming past Um, there's some running across bays there's a little bit of uh running on grass some of it is sand so there's some sandy paths which uh, you know sap your energy because you get no bounce back off of those no yeah it's hard work isn't it it's just hard work on the calves so your quads are completely shredded from 16 miles of steps and now your calves join in the party by getting but the the real advantage is that there are a lot of bays you go in and out of and every single bay tends to have a cafe and every single cafe is open and serving ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it sound appealing now, actually. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, there's nothing like a uh, like a calippo to keep you going between one. Calippos are definitely the best, actually. Quite yeah. a few people have said that's yeah the yeah, ice cream yeah, of ultras in the summer. They are, but they are the they are you know, God's own ice cream when it comes to running ultras. So as well as the cafes and the stuff, are there aid stations on route? There are, there are about, they're spread out round about every eight miles. Okay, um, quite good. So you get, yeah, it's uh, it's reasonable enough. I mean, there's no, it's it is only thirty six miles. So as a as a distance for an ultra, you know, it's it's one of the shorter ones. So you should really be able to carry enough stuff to get you through. But it's good to have the. The checkpoints just for a little bit of extra water or a, or a little bit of food and whatnot and they're very well stocked okay. you know some of the later ones have got uh watermelon which is an absolute joy oh yeah i love that a, in the summer yeah. runner on that, especially on a warm day which uh generally is for, for the guernsey ultra but uh yeah they're, they're all really well stocked very friendly and the um the 16 mile one which is as you come down off the cliffs and onto the flat stuff as the option of uh, having a drop bag there so what i did was although in retrospect i probably would have just done the whole thing in roads uh i wore trail shoes for the first part because i didn't wasn't really sure what the terrain would be like what the weather would be like um so i had my trail shoes for the first half and then switched to roads at halfway which was quite handy it didn't take more than a few seconds so yeah, there wasn't a lot of wasted time. And did you uh, have kind of a target time in mind for this, or were you just there for the experience? And no, don't, I don't particularly do target times for ultras because the thing is, each I mean, I've I've run a couple of ultras twice. Conditions are never the same twice. You're never in the same condition twice. You know, you can run you can run the same ultra one day. It'll be hot. Next day it'll be raining, and 
setting a time is for me at my level of uh, average bang average middle of the pack towards the back finisher as long as I get round within cut off I'm happy I'd like to you know do the make the best count myself yeah I don't I don't put too much of a target on time I did go off too quickly from the 16 mile checkpoint I thought you were all sort of like, fresh then, flat. Oh, it's like, it's flat, like road flat, shoes. flat road shoes. <laughs> I'm on pavement. I'm not climbing upstairs. And so I think I just chucked in like a nine minute mile for the first two or three miles after that and immediately regretted it. That's <laughs> <laughs> often like, like, Why am I going this quick? I've still got like 18, you know, 20 miles to go or something. It's, you're mad. And in uh, terms of the race, then obviously you said you've got a drop bag that you get to. Is a mandatory kit for it? Because although it's not huge, it's still an ultra and you're still presumably in the middle of nowhere at times. Yeah, no, there's, the, there's not a massive mandatory kit list. They basically say you've got to carry enough water to see you through and that's it. So your normal sort so of race vest or whatever, is plenty for that. You don't need a big yeah, old kind of yeah, 20 litre rucksacks like the pump people have. No. A litre of water will see you between checkpoints easily. If you probably get away with half a litre, really. But and scenery yeah, wise, like, for anyone that's not been to Guernsey, I mean, all I know is it's an island somewhere in the sea. Is it picturesque? Is it is it wind blown and bleak? Is it somewhere you go on holiday? It's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. Brilliant. I I I've had a few pretty runs in my time running through the Cotswolds and. You know, on the South Downs, etc. Uh, but it's the prettiest run I've ever had. It's just the views from up on the cliffs are just amazing. The little bays that you see, and the um, the wide open sandy bays on the flat there are equally breathtakingly attractive. It's probably only the last five miles when you go through a little bit of a industrial state, and even that's clean and tidy. <laughs> I, I, was, I, spent, I spent the whole weekend on the island. I didn't find a rough bit. Oh, yeah. And I had a lot more debates. Even, even the trip from the airport to St. Peterport. Yeah, that'd be my next question, actually. How do you get to an island in the middle of nowhere for... It's not quite as easy as bundling the car, is it, and driving to Goring no, and starting the Centurion event? No, that's true. Although, for me... Um, Living as I live in the New Forest, and so I, I flew over from Southampton, and I think I left my house at half ten, and I was at my hotel in St Peterport by half twelve. Okay. So I, that's me. That's me driving to Southampton Airport, getting on a plane. It's a forty-five minute flight. Okay. To, uh, from Southampton to Guernsey, it's really easy to get over there. And then it's uh, it's just a short bus ride, which only costs a pound from the airport into St. Peterport and a short walk to the hotel. It's, it's, it's a really simple trip from my part of the world. I mean, the flights might be a little bit longer from elsewhere, but if you fly from Southampton, it's easy. There are ferries if you don't like flying, but for me, it was, it was like a 70 quid return flight or something. It was cheaper than going to Manchester. So, um, accommodation-wise, I presume you stayed over somewhere the night before, or yeah, yeah, stayed in um, a hotel that that uh, in retrospect I shouldn't have picked one up a hill. <laughs> <laughs> it probably seemed a good idea on the first day, didn't it? Yeah, it's like oh, this looks like a nice hotel. It's got lovely views. Yeah, it's got lovely views. It's at the top of a hill, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I can't remember the name of the hotel, but uh, I'll, I'll look that up later. 
So you stayed there the night before or the night after, was it? So it's stayed there the night before or the night after. Yeah, and there's a group of us went out the night before. That is uh, has a story in its own right. But uh, <laughs> I hope you were hydrating suitably before the race. Well, the the funny thing was one of our one of our group had booked uh, a pub, and no, none of us realised it was the uh, local island football cup between Guernsey and Jersey uh, and it was the final and it seemed every spectator that had been at that final was in the pub nice. having a party <laughs> so uh, yeah it's trying not to get caught up in that party atmosphere the day before you got to go and run up a lot of steps was uh, a challenge <laughs> but uh, yeah it was interesting so it was basically a fun weekend with mates on a pretty island with a bit of a race thrown in then yeah it was uh, you know it was a, a good time few beers had and an inconvenient amount of steps in between but yeah it was it was uh it was a really good weekend away i got a lot of good memories from it excellent and did you kind of run with them on the route or were you mostly just you know take it all solo and you might cross paths no it's uh i think it's a difficult race to stick with people i you know if if you're staying with try to stay with everyone then your pacing's all wrong and you kind of got to run as you feel haven't you when you're yeah, when you're doing definitely. these big long ones. It's like you you run quicker when you feel good, and you walk when you have to, and you know, kind of tackle it at your own pace and with your own way of doing it. So yeah, I've I've never really liked running with massive groups of other people on ultras because I just think you it stuffs up your own way of approaching the race. Yeah, it's very seldom you're all kind of in sync with each yeah. other, especially people you yeah. know, you do sort of fall in with random people at very yeah. points, yeah. don't you? And yeah, yeah, it's nice having conversations with different people and you know, mm. that's that's one of the things I've always found out with ultra running is that you just end up having great chats with really friendly people all the way around. Is the route yeah. marked all the way around or is it following kind of a established path like to the South Downs way or you know uh, the it's following established paths. There are some route markers on the way round. Um, some of them can be easy to miss. You've got to have your wits about you. Uh, I mean, I downloaded the route. I, I wear a Phoenix 5. Yeah. So I downloaded the route onto that. So I always follow the breadcrumb trail. If I go off course, it beeps and tells me. So, you know, I'm lucky in that respect. I know some people missed a turning. Cut, cut off a corner of the course. But oh now, what can you do? If you missed it, you've missed it. You know, you, the trouble is if you've gone a mile down the road and someone's done a big loop and they see you go oh no you should have gone around there you know do you really want to now run a mile back <laughs> no definitely off, particularly it. if you're not exactly fighting for course record up at the front is no, it no but so yeah you've got to yeah it's worth studying the course ahead of time because there are a couple of places but in the main it's difficult to go wrong because as i said if you, as long as you don't fall in the sea, you're probably doing the right thing. It's just a clock, it's just a clockwise route around the island. It is difficult to go wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you say that I did the uh, Grand Union Canal and did manage to nearly go off course at one point, and that's yeah. <laughs> well, the more tired you get, uh, yeah. I mean, I got I got lost a mile from the finish of SPW 100 at ah. the top of the hill. I turned left instead of going straight across. Yeah, I got lost Fine. twice on that, but having already done the 50 as well, so that was daft. Yeah. So, I mean, you come into the finish then, is it a big finish arch? Is it like a big ultra? Is it a bit more low-key, like with a clipboard outside of Village Hall? Uh, 
the actual finish, you've got to, uh, there's a monument. You, you finish by touching this monument. So it's, uh, it's uh, the way this monument's been built. This monument represents the mast of a ship. When you look at it from above, uh, you can see it's like a, a ship. But this, this big obelisk thing is, uh, is the mast. So you finish, you start there and you finish by touching it. So that's quite different. You don't run through an arch, you know, you have to... Yeah, that's quite a cool little monument. thing, isn't so that's it? Quite good. Yeah, then you wander off and, you know, get your medal and your T-shirt. So it's a bit like yeah, the Barclays Marathon touching the gate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you've only got to do one lap. Yes, exactly. You don't want to turn around and go back again. Mm. So uh, medals, etc. at the end, goodie bag, or is it a bit more low-key and here's a jacket potato on your way? No, uh, I don't think there was, I can't remember any food. I've got the medal here somewhere. The medal's really, really nice because the medal itself, I don't know if you can, if I, if you can see that. No, it's the shape of the island. The medal's the shape of the island, which is really I didn't really realise it looked like cool. that. There you go. Yeah, and it's got all like the, the cliffs and whatnot. It's, uh, it's a really, really nice medal. And um, obviously the race tee. And the top as well. Quite well, nice. it's got the map on the back. The map's kind of the logo of the race, so. That's fine. I, I, there, there probably was a goodie bag. I don't remember it over much. I probably had the usual stuff in it, a few leaflets and a chocolate bar, but nothing that bits, yeah. sticks in the memory over much. Now, yeah, I, like, I really like the metal. It's a nice, nice chunky thing. It yeah. does look good. Am I right in thinking this is one of the ones that sells out pretty quickly when it opens? It does. It goes fast. Yeah, there's only like 200 and something odd places, and then you go on a waiting list. I know, um, I know the race check people, they had a few reserved places for the race that obviously got postponed this year. That's like everything, yeah. So, yeah, but, I mean, like the, the year I went in it, I just entered and I was, I don't know, I was 20th, 30th on the waiting list. And, you know, I thought, oh, but the guy said, you'll get in, you know, mm. people will drop out. And yeah, got in, no problem. Loads of people below me got in, so... Yeah, quite often people enter it, and as it gets closer, 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 you know, the, the waiting list. Out. I suppose the only issue yeah. with that is you can't put flights on hotels, etc. can you, too? You've well, yeah, you the take the risk. risk. Yeah. yeah, you take the risk then. So, uh, yeah, so you might not get the, the best hotel. So my advice is, if you want to do it, get in there on registration day and, uh, you know, make the best of it. I mean, so they're a really friendly bunch of guys, great communication lovely website and you know they're on facebook and whatnot yeah i checked the website earlier and it's full of glorious pictures of sun-drenched beaches and stuff it, and it, it it's not like that that's not over the top it really is like that it's that pretty it really yeah. is uh, you know i i, I was meant to be going back and doing it again this year i said it's one i don't often go back to ultra races but this is one that i thought yeah i really fancy going back even though even with the steps because i you know yeah We've had a year to train now. You've been running up and down, you, you, you know, outside work, I'm sure. Well, absolutely. <laughs> not, not many hills in London where I work, but luckily in the forest there's a few. A few multi-story car parks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's unfortunately it's been postponed to next year. So presumably if people are so keen, having listened to you, they want to enter, I presume most of next year's going to be taken up by rolled over people. So it might be 2022. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it, what the, the waiting list is at the moment. I mean, they were they were full up. Um, looking at it, they got full race. There's about twenty on the waiting list. That's not bad then. So, so if people are keen, it might be worth getting your name down then. Yeah, put your name down, and you know you might get in. 
because you know a lot's going to change between now and next may isn't it so god yeah well, we hope so <laughs> we're still in lockdown no no please no can't do another year of not racing exactly everyone will run out of garden marathons to run and stuff like that absolutely so yes obviously well the next question was going to be would you do it again and obviously you've answered that as yes you were trying to yeah, so absolutely yeah yeah i'll so, do it one more time certainly would you recommend to other people is it particularly suited to sort of first timers speedy people people want to laugh or you know hardcore people out for a course record i i would say first timers no don't choose this as your first ultra unless you are re a really good runner because it's hard you know it take the first 16 miles takes a lot out of you and there you know there is a cutoff and it isn't overly generous mm. so you know you've got to be decent you've got to be decent so i would say if this is your first ultra you are taking on quite a challenge <laughs> it's a fair length as well isn't it, it? yeah that. 36 miles it's you know it's it's a big it's, chunk more than a marathon yeah. if the first 16 yeah. and nearly killed you i yeah. think that might be quite exactly. hard work yeah, yeah so i mean i know a few people kind of went into it as their first ultra and a few didn't make it so you know it's you know get have drop right you know run a 50k and do a lot of work on steps and a lot of work on uh, strengthening strengthening the glutes so you yeah. can get up the get up those steps and recover for, would it be worth having cheat sticks for the first section do you reckon nah, no no i'd uh I, I'm not. I don't know if they're actually allowed. Uh, I can't remember if they're allowed or not. Um, but I didn't see many people with them. But quite honestly, I can't see how it's going to help you on this. No. Okay. Because you know, I'm, we're going up hills. Yeah, sticks. Uh, sticks are good, but the steps. I don't know. And they're also a massive, massive pain in the backside. For I, I do find that they're equally a curse and a blessing, aren't they? When yeah. You get them out. Yeah, yeah, I've I've used them for hills, but I I don't know going up steps. They're not they're not wonderful. But they might be useful they, next year. You can you can enforce a two meter distance in next year and hit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> get away. Be useful like, for yeah. that. Cool. So, any other advice for anyone that's not run it before? Um, if you book, uh, say, book early, book your hotels early, so you don't have to uh, go up a big hill after you've just <laughs> eight hours running around the island. Um, yeah, maybe make a long weekend of it because it's it is it is a beautiful place and it's you know it's a lovely place to relax. Yeah, it does seem a good excuse um, to go and see it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, most people will stay in St Peterport because that's where it starts and finishes, and there are some lovely um, like uh, sea rock pool. Uh, swimming pools there that you Excellent. can go and use for nothing that would be fantastic as a sort of like a post-race relaxation would yeah I would, I would i'll give yourself an extra day to have a look around because it's a pretty place to go and see brilliant thank you so other than that then what well if you know what is your next running challenge if this isn't happening well my official non-virtual race <laughs> Uh, that's still on is mdw 100 oh yeah so if that happens it happens may it may not i mean i think there's more of a chance of that happening in a big marathon yeah definitely uh, you can enforce a social distancing and hygiene yeah. a lot easier there and maybe yeah. i mean they were talking about doing bowling yeah. starts and things like that time trial to yeah. try and but, do it so 
all the other races I had. So it just looks like I did pilgrims at the beginning of the year. Uh, uh, but yeah, my only race, my first race is going to be a hundred miler, which yeah. is kind of not the way you want to plan it out. But yeah, I was down for Lakeland hundred this year and was wondering how yeah. I was going to get trained for that in lockdown. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately, it's been postponed. So yeah, I no, think that could enough. be fun. A hundred miles off, not a lot of yeah. training, as you said. After that, it's Wendover Woods fifty in November. That's the only two I've got oh. left. Uh, Is that the fifty miler or the fifty k? Fifty miler. Okay. Yeah, my my one DNF that I've had. Yeah. So I'm going back to uh, get my revenge. Yeah, I did the fifty k last year, and that was quite enough for me. Three laps is plenty. Yeah, yeah, I managed two and a half laps and walked in. Yeah, well, I, I did was, I was three laps done. in summer when you were doing laps yeah. in winter in mid-November. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's a different. It's a, hell of a, it's a hell of a course, but you know, doing that would be good prep for GU36. Yeah, I mean, I don't listen I'm, to Wendover, uh, and I was okay. shocked at how hilly it is because you know, in Milton Keynes, yeah. you don't really have hills, and it's only probably barely half hour drive and suddenly yeah. you've got hills that you have to run up I know those. yeah it's, uh, it's some of the steepness of the slopes is like nothing I've seen so uh, yeah but then you know most people if they do GU36 they won't have seen you know steps going on for such a long time no you know, and so many sort of you know series of them it's just relentless so you know if you, all you can do is run up and down car parks or <laughs> outside steps or and i say do glute work but i mean the only other prep i'm doing this year i've been um we spoke about the bartley marathon i don't know if you heard about uh Lazzie's virtual virtual. race across tennessee yes i'm also doing that so yeah well you know, as you know i'm doing that as well so and for anyone that's not heard of it what is it uh it's a uh, virtual race from one part of tennessee to another it's a thousand kilometers. It runs from May the 1st to August the 31st. Uh, so you've got four months to do a thousand kilometers. Of course, being run by Laz Lake, it's not a thousand kilometers, it's a bit more. But, uh, so it doesn't sound a lot when you say, oh yeah, it's only five miles a day. But I, you know, it's, to do it in four months, you've got to do three, four, 155 mile months and yeah i've only ever done i've only ever done four <laughs> in my life <laughs> and certainly never consecutively that amount of distances so but it's good i'm enjoying it it's good fun yeah and the, the it's a bit shaky at first wasn't the tracking but he's kind of got on it and now you get the kind yeah. of map you can see the dots and you can get a bit competitive with people oh, it's quite good yeah and yeah I, I get quite sad i try and look at where my dot is and then go on google street view and see what i would see if i was actually there so, every single day i do yeah, that so. <laughs> <laughs> i've even been making up stories about where i've been staying oh, and what i've been running through so i don't know if you've seen those on the facebook so no i'll have to have a look but yeah it's yeah. It is, yeah, it's the first virtual race I've done, and it, it's yeah. that kind of angle of it is really good, I have to say. Yeah, I needed something like that because you know I was I was just planning in because I've been listening to Centurion uh, guys about planning the racing, and I sort of like built twenty four week plans. I'd started doing three week plans instead, in the hope that I would build up to NDW hundred. But yeah. it's difficult when you haven't got a perceived target. But this, at least. I know I've got to do a certain amount of miles per week to have a chance of finishing it. Exactly. But it's not like it's a short-term virtual race. This is like a four-month virtual race. So, 
Yeah, that's what I like about it. You can, you know, if you did injure yourself, you could take a week off and still finish yeah, or something. You just you have could. to ramp the miles a little bit up. So yeah, it's achievable but challenging for most, isn't it? It's not. No one's going to find that easy. No, no. You can. I mean, you can approach it one of two ways. You can either, you know, do a, do a few small miles and then do your big weekend runs, or you can just do your consistent, you know, chugging away a few miles every day. So, yeah. I, I like. I, it just seems like a fun thing to do. And as I say, you need you need some sort of structure to to work towards. Definitely, I think it's really difficult. Being kind of in America also seems a bit cooler, doesn't it? If it was a it does virtual race from Scunthorpe to Birmingham or something, I don't know if quite <laughs> have the same uh, attraction. Yeah, it doesn't have the allure. Yeah, or of, just outside uh, Yeah, <laughs> uh, stop down pit. But uh, yeah, I've just defended the entire Northern Northern. It's not their order. Think of this Northern accent. So they can't come near you because you know lockdown. No, that's true. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> I'm safe. I'm safe in the south for a while. Darling. But yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's good fun. Brilliant. And if anyone uh, wants to follow your running progress and stuff, are you on Twitter or how's best? Uh, I am. What you're up to? I'm on Twitter. I'll come in. So I'm I'm on Twitter as Forest Grump. So, uh, so yeah, you can find me at, at T E E F two, at Teef two. That that nickname goes back a long time. Okay, I was going to say origins in a pub. Let's put it that oh. way. But yeah, I'm Forrest Grump on uh, on there, and also you can find me on uh, WordPress as Forrest Grump blog, okay, where I write uh, occasionally ramble on about races that I've done. I've just Don't we all? About yeah, I just put up the one about, about pilgrims up there because I hadn't got around to writing that up. That's just gone up there. No, I, th I think that they're always a good resource, aren't they? For what previous people yeah. have found on races and stuff, and what's actually like I wrote, to run it. I wrote about Guernsey on there, so I've written a blog about Guernsey. Excellent. So we can read more up on it there. Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming. I much appreciate. And hopefully, anyone that didn't get to run it this year can listen to your sage words and advice and relive the fun they could have had yes absolutely and whilst running around their garden hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll see them next year if they're there excellent cool thank you much cheers for coming on okay cheers Mark thanks thanks to Keith for that run through the race and I hope nobody heard my stupid dog bark in the background uh, defending me from the delivery man who was obviously intent on homicidal murder and not just delivering parcels if you're struggling for motivation and missing races, then as Keith mentioned, you could look into the great virtual race across Tennessee. I've never really been into virtual races, but this one is organized by the infamous Laz from the Barclays Marathons and cover the thousand kilometers over four months with an online map tracking tool. That's pretty cool if you can get a bit of competition going with your mates. Obviously it's not as good as a real race, but it does do a good job of filling the void and it does seem a lot more fun tracking your progress across Tennessee than just running random loops of your local lake for the hell of it. Um, it started at the beginning of May, but you can still sign up and play catch-up. Nobody's particularly far ahead. There are a few people who are doing sort of 80-mile days, which is a bit daft, but most people are doing more single-digit days. Of course, running's pretty low down the priority list in these unusual times. But I know for many of us, it provides a good outlet and is a benefit mentally and physically. So virtual race might be the motivation you need just to get out the door and give you something to focus on. 
If you do decide to do this or any other virtual run, then keep it fun and try not to let it run your life. I mean, running, after all, is a pretty pointless hobby where we all end up back where we started. So now we smell bad and we're covered in snot and sweat. So just keep it fun and keep it light. If you'd like to see another races featured, then please drop me a message. Upcoming shows will include the North Downs Way 50, the Grand Union Canal Race and Shires and Spires. Keep running, keep happy and keep safe. Goodbye. Game over.